Locked on. Locked on. Locked, locked, locked on. Locked, locked, locked on. Locked on, Cowboys. Locked on, Cowboys. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today is a very, very sad Landon McCool. Mm. You can check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can also listen to him on the Best Coast Boys podcast. Landon, how are you hanging in there, buddy? I was a little worried about you a couple minutes ago. I'm waiting on a call back from Adam Redman himself. And uh, I, I, don't, uh, I don't even know what I'm going to say to the man when he calls. Uh, but Is he more upset about this or you are? Because right now I feel like me, it's probably me, you. Me. Definitely me. Because uh, uh, here's the thing. He's going to get picked up by another team too sweet. Mm-hmm. Like, it's going to be very quick that he'll get picked yeah, up. Yeah, absolutely. I'm sure, I'm sure NFL teams across the league are just – watching the Cowboys waiver wire in general, but especially for any offensive linemen that get cut just because they're, they're so deep here. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a little disappointed. I, I guess it makes some sense, even though I don't think he is like the least talented offensive lineman of that group. I think the problem was that they had too many talented interior yeah. offensive linemen. You know, it's like, You've got your starter in Looney. They drafted Tyler Biotis. They have Connor McGovern. Mm-hmm. Can't you know? They Cameron Irving can play inside as well. It's like I, I'm actually surprised that they didn't at least try to make some sort of trade. But at the same time, without being able to show off, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's the flip side of the of this whole thing is without preseason to show these guys off. Like there's, it's hard to drive interest for these guys. Yeah, so just to fill everybody in, the Cowboys Sorry, did yes. release a couple players today uh, ahead of the Saturday deadline to get down to 53 players. Um, Adam Redman, a veteran offensive lineman, was one of those. Um, and you really touched on it. I don't think it's due to a lack of talent. I think it's just a numbers game, right? Connor Williams and Joe Looney are your starters. Uh, Connor McGovern is probably your swing guy. Tyler Biotish is potentially your long-term play at center. And then you have Cam Irving, who was drafted as a center, has played multiple games at guard and center in the NFL. And I think with some of the concerns about the tackle depth and some of the injuries they've had there, I would not be surprised if they go a little bit deeper at that position. Um, but Landon, we know how this this ends up, right? We're like we know where Adam Redmond's going right now after this, right? I mean, it, it's pretty easy to connect the dots, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I have a feeling that he'll be. Uh, getting on the plane in DFW and then flying straight up to, to Kennedy or, or to LaGuardia or whatever, whichever yeah. one is, is quickest to get him to Jersey and or New York, uh, wherever their their home headquarters are. I, I don't even know where New York play, practices football, probably a high school stadium at this point. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I think it's likely that he goes up there and yeah. is maybe a very important backup for them right away. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that the Giants actually signed uh, a few uh, veteran offensive linemen today that uh, aren't particularly good. So they, they need some help in the interior offensive line. Uh, Mark Colombo is obviously a big fan of Redmond. So is Jason Garrett. 
I just have a feeling that's eventually where he's going to end up. Um, let's talk about a couple of the other releases. And let's start with Devin Smith, a, the wide receiver from Ohio State, who had a fantastic touchdown last year uh, against the Washington football team. Still getting used to saying that. But mm-hmm. uh, we thought he was a guy that could potentially fight for that wide receiver four spot. Uh, seems like he was uh, you know, outplayed by Noah Brown and Cedric Wilson. Um, what are your thoughts on the Cowboys moving on here? You know, I mean, I think he, he was kind of a one-trick pony as a deep threat. And that is not necessarily a uh, a thing that they need in their down roster receivers. You know, we've talked about this before. This team doesn't necessarily have a speed guy, you know, like a, a, mm-hmm. a you know, a 4-3 blazer that's, that's you know, take that is whose job is to take it off the top off the uh, the defense but the, but you have Cooper you have Lamb you have Gallup all three of these guys who may not have elite you know sprinter speed but all three are very good at getting down the field and making plays down the field so you don't yeah, they're they're also yak guys right especially yeah. Lamb I mean Lamb is maybe one of the best yards after catch receivers I've ever seen coming out of college so yeah you're right none of them have elite speed but they all can make plays after the catch, and that's okay. And I think that's the thing is that the point is is that you know they Smith is probably going to be useful for a team that doesn't have that guy. Like I'm thinking, you know, where I feel like he may end up is New England, like someplace like that where they don't have. How about any, I was gonna say, how about Green Bay? That, I think Green yeah, Bay or makes maybe, some sense as well. Yeah, like I think I think that's the thing is that if you don't, they don't have like a guy, any team that's missing somebody that can like stretch the team, the team. The defense vertically, um, yeah. I think he's probably going to like at least take a look at him as a wide receiver four who could come in on in packages and just act as a threat mm-hmm. sometimes. And I think he would have been useful for for the Cowboys doing that, but the but they don't really need that. You know, they have no, those no. guys built into their three, and also when you add in the fact that you've got Jarwin who can you know stretch it through the seam now in a way that tight end didn't previously in this, in right. this scheme. I, I think that that role is less valuable and that basically takes away all the value that Devin Smith provides to your roster. So I think it was a pretty easy cut for them. Yeah, and this is we've been talking about this for a while, but that wide receiver four and wide receiver five have to be able to do a lot of different things. Cedric Wilson can not only play on the outside and in the slot, which we saw some last year, he can also help as a punt returner. Noah Brown can help as an outside receiver. He can also help as a blocker. You can move him in line, and he also helps on special teams. Um, One of the things that I found really interesting uh, was from Michael Gelkin of the Dallas Morning News who reported that the Cowboys are expected only to keep five receivers. Now, we've talked about that as a possibility uh, in the last couple days or so, but it seems like now we're going to get confirmation of that. Uh, the only guy that I could, at this point, that I could see potentially sneaking onto this roster is Ventral Bryant, um, who does do a lot as a special teamer. But again, the Cowboys are going to have to weigh how does he help them on offense against somebody like a CJ Goodwin on defense who can play some cornerback. Uh, but again, as of right now, sounds like five wide receivers for Dallas, and that's the fewest that they've had on the team you know, going into the year. And, and I don't even know how long. We've seen them before carry seven receivers on their active roster. Is that at all surprising to you? I, I, I'm wondering if this isn't them leveraging the pl- the practice squad a little bit more. You know, I mean, because yeah. here's, here's the thing about wide receivers that's weird is that 
you have a need for a lot of them because you plan on playing a lot of wide receivers, right? You plan on Correct. using yep. a lot of three wide and that sort of thing. At, at the same time, you know, at a certain point, there's a very large plateau of of wide receivers in the NFL who are probably all of the same value. Right. Yeah, well, you know, yeah, they may have different skill sets and, and, and different um, you know ways that they win. But I think that at a certain point, you see it kind of level off and, and, and everything that's, uh, you know, below your wide receiver five is probably about the same talent level as guys that you have on the street. Right. Uh, the only difference is that you know, yep. the guys that are on your roster know your plays and they know the checks and they know all that sort of thing. So I, I, I think to me, all the that uh, formula adds up to a really great position to be leveraging the practice squad. Right. You, you take you send these you, you cut Devin Smith. You, mm-hmm. you keep five receivers. You see if a guy like Ventrell Bryant can make it through waivers and make it onto your practice squad. You see if Aaron Parker can make it through. I think you know. I definitely think Aaron Parker can make it through waivers and on your practice squad. I don't know what John Vea Johnson's situation is currently. If he's still eligible, I think he has one more year. Oh, if I'm oh yeah, least, John Vea right? Johnson's only in his second year. Yeah, he's good. Yeah, okay. So I think that's that's what you likely do is you know why why waste the roster spot on guys that aren't going to get likely picked up by somebody else. I mean, maybe one or two of your wide receivers get poached because you have such a known wide receiver top three. But I think that there's a good likelihood that at least one of those three guys, or at least two of those three guys uh, that I just mentioned, make it to the practice squad. And now you've got guys that you can easily pull from that know your system, that can be plug and play, and you're not having to waste a roster spot. I just think that you know, when, when we're imagining some of this stuff, we need to remember that, again, the math is not just about the 53 best players. The math is not just about, you know, the best three people who play wide receiver on offense or the best five cornerbacks who play cornerback on defense. The, the, the elements of special teams, the elements of who can make it through waivers and who cannot make it through waivers, the element of... Uh, positional value across the league and how much there is demand for that position. All of those things are also very heavy factors in doing the calculus Mm -hmm. as to who ends up on the 53-man roster, who ends up on the practice squad, who ends up maybe being cut at first and then signed, you know, two days after the season starts, you know, and and, and things like that. And and who who gets cut for an extra spot for a guy that's a free agent that they know is available that they're gonna sign, you yeah. know, after after cut down. Those are all things you know, we we come out here as as content creators and we we put out, you know, articles that guess the fifty three man rosters. We all know that they're to a certain degree ridiculous because there's too many variables to figure and we all we really do is cut down the players that are here but you have to figure factor in the fact that all these down roster guys are all competing not against the guys above them but against guys all across the league that are also on the bubble as well right right um and that's the thing too is you know i I would not be surprised if the cowboys have three wide receivers on the practice squad because they all can do different things like if you get grab somebody like a, a ventral bryant and put them on the practice squad Okay, he's a perfect guy to bring up if you have an injury to a special teamer like C.J. Goodwin or something like that. If you need some speed on your offense, you could bring up somebody like a John Vea Johnson. Um, and it wouldn't even be surprising to me if 
you know, they had a short list of receivers that needed that could play right away if you needed somebody to the function into eleven personnel. Like for example, let's say Nelson Aguilar gets cut from the Raiders. Just throwing out a name, he might yeah. be somebody on your short list that you you sign if you have an injury to C.D. Lamb and Cedric Wilson, who you know can come in and play a certain role in the offense. It, at, you're right. At a certain point in your wide receiver depth chart, there's not a big difference between what's at the bottom of your roster, what's on your practice squad, and what's out in free agency. And I like what the Cowboys have done building that wide receiver room this year. Um, let's take a quick break, uh, and we'll come back. We'll talk about another important cut that the Cowboys made uh, on Wednesday afternoon. Uh, but first, let me tell you guys about Rock Auto. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts to customers online. For 20 years, they have everything from engine control modules and brake parts, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write locked on in the how did you hear about us box so that they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com today. Okay, Landon, the Cowboys released quarterback Clayton Thorson, who they signed late last year, and it sounds like Ben DiNucci has won the third quarterback job, again, according to Michael Gelkin of the Dallas Morning News. Um, We talked a little bit about the Cowboys keeping a third quarterback on the roster and whether or not they could sneak DiNucci to the practice squad. Uh, Apparently, the Cowboys didn't even have that conversation uh, they want to keep Danucci on this 53-man roster. Um, I do think it's important to remember that he does not impact your 46-man you know, game day roster because uh, he can dress. He doesn't count as an active player on that roster. For that reason, it makes a little sense to keep him. Uh, but what are your thoughts ultimately on Danucci making this team as a rookie? <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I think we talked about it, that we thought that he could make the the, the – practice squad if they wanted to um you know i I, but i also again i don't have an issue with carrying three quarterbacks and and frankly i mean you know maybe what we should have discussed yesterday is is mccarthy's propensity to keep three quarterbacks you know and 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 i think that that's a thing that we have not been made you know it's not something that's so normal for the cowboys to keep three quarterbacks i mean jason garrett there were times when they kept three quarterbacks, but it, it certainly wasn't a, a, a given by any stretch of the imagination. Sure, I, sure. I think I think one of the things that you, and one of the reasons that you have Mike McCarthy here is because he's one of the best quarterback developers in the NFL. You know, and Absolutely. I think yep. he's he has a very proven track record here. Um, and I think that having you know, if if you want to go back and look at the one of the more successful things that Ron Wolf did and, 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 and Green Bay in general has kind of done uh, and, and other smart teams is developing young third quarterbacks, uh, getting them into your system, 
there will eventually be a time when it comes that they have to get on the field and show you know show their skills off, and then you know, maybe you can turn that into a flip that for a pick, or mm-hmm. uh, you know, or, or or maybe he becomes your backup quarterback for a while, and then eventually you get another guy and then flip it for a pick. The, the point is, is that it's a constant. Uh, a pipeline of quarterbacks. You've got Andy Dalton, who is probably only going to be here for a year, and then you'll he'll exactly, leave. You'll yep. get a comp pick. Then maybe Ben Tanucci can take over that second spot. He does that for a couple of years. Uh, hopefully, Dak Prescott's still here and still the quarterback. And then you know teams see enough of Ben Tanucci, and maybe we flip him for a pick, and then draft another guy. And that's you know just keep going. So I don't think you know. Like I said, I didn't have. I think that there was going to be a problem with getting Ben Tanucci through to the practice squad if they wanted to. But I also am not upset that the Cowboys kept an extra quarterback because, I mean, frankly, I, whether whether they kept two or three through the initial cuts, it, 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 it was probably going to end up as three during the regular season anyways. Yeah, it, it's not that big of a deal. I mean, and I think you made a good point about Dalton, too, where, you know, he's on a one-year deal. If Ben DiNucci shows enough during this year, um, to potentially take that backup spot next year, it's it's worth keeping him on the roster. Uh, the Packers, the Packers under McCarthy in previous years did have a lot of success, you know, flipping quarterbacks for picks. Whether it was, you know, Matt Flynn or uh, a bunch of guys that they had on the roster. I think Brian Braun they even had for a little bit, uh, and they moved him. So uh, it has happened. It's a seventh round pick. It's not that big of a deal. If you absolutely need another roster spot, you can probably cut him in season and put him on the 53-man roster and you'll be just fine um all right Landon, let's get to some questions um and let's go ahead and, and start um with this one um sorry i lost it real quick oh yeah it's, 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 it's a it's a silly question but i think it's at least worth mentioning leonard fournette got cut by the jaguars uh, a few days ago and it sounds like nobody wa- nobody signed him from waivers. Uh, there's a bunch of teams saying no. The Cowboys only have two running backs on the roster right now. Uh, now, the money is going to be a little tricky here because some teams believe there's an offset here where he can't double dip. Some teams believe that he can double dip. But let's just assume for the vet minimum. Is there any interest in bringing in a guy like Leonard Fordan or no? Not really. I mean... I would I mean, say not for this scheme. Now, not, maybe, not, in yeah, like, scheme, maybe in yeah, previous scheme, maybe in previous scheme, exactly. I could see it. Yeah, I, I just think you know, if anything, Zeke spent the whole offseason kind of slimming down and trying to work as a wide receiver and, and get his, his his receiving skills up. I'm I mean, not that Fournette. I think that there's been a a, a false storyline that Fournette can't be a wide receiver, but I, I I do agree that he doesn't have a ton of experience with it. So why would you necessarily bring a, a very one-dimensional running back who uh, it, it, to get like three or four carries? He's not going to give you on special te- teams anything. So yeah, I don't I really have any interest there. I, I've got a better running back that got cut yesterday that I think would make some sense. What about Rod Smith, who got released from the Raiders? Did yesterday? he? Did yeah. he? Interesting. See, that's that's a name that you and I talked. Did we mention this in the podcast? I can't remember. No, no, we talked about we talked about this on Twitter yesterday. You asked me what he was up to, and yeah. I said I was going to get released in about five days. I was yeah. wrong. It was about five. And you, hours. Were, you were wrong. You just <laughs> you over overestimated his <laughs> his, his chance. Uh, 
I, yeah, I am 100% interested in bringing Rod Smith back because Rod Smith is exactly what you're looking for for that spot. You want you want a guy who can function as a running back, which we've seen Rod Smith, you know, he's not setting the world on fire, but he'll get you the yards that are there. He has experience playing fullback. I don't know if he was playing full, any fullback he at was. all. At, oh, yep. Was he really? In yep. that was that was his primary position. Now, he did do a lot of his work came as like a passing down back. Um, but yeah, it was a fullback H back with the Raiders. Yeah, see, and, and, and he has special teams experience. I one hundred percent would be, I would keep an eye on that. Like I honestly now, think that. I, may I, I was gonna say I don't know how much the, this coaching staff likes him or anything, but it's, it's at least somebody the front office is, is familiar with. Well, uh, yeah. Here's the thing. I, I you know the coaching staff of, of, aside, I, I think at this point, you know, you mentioned it with the Redmond thing. There's so much uncertainty. There's so much unknown about, you know, uh, what where the state is of every single player in the NFL that I really think that relationships are going to be a big part of this. Of, of even like more than normal, people. yes. Yeah, even more than normal. And 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 Rod Smith has familiarity with the, with the coaching staff. I mean, not the coach staff, but the but the front office. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he's Jalen's brother, so like yep. there's a familiarity there. Zeke, obviously, familiarity there because they went to college together and, and knew each other kind of growing up a little bit. You know, so I think those kind of things matter. And, 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 and uh, you know, if you're looking, again, he fits exactly what they're looking for. In I mean, I would assume in that third running back, a guy who can give you fullback snaps, running back snaps, and special team snaps. So mm-hmm. I would, you know, I seriously, like, I, I would keep an eye on this just because there aren't there isn't a ton of uh, of players out there that kind of match what you want uh, have have experience so you know the kind of player they are uh, and are readily available and I think that 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 that, tr- that trio especially at a spot that they potentially need that could be a powerful cocktail for the Cowboys. Yeah, he also can do stuff as a kick returner. He did that in Dallas. So if you don't want to expose Tony Pollard to you know kickoffs, you can have him do that. Uh, if you want him to play on third downs and be in the backfield protecting protecting Prescott, uh, you can do that as well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm interested in Rod Smith because I do think if you're going to be the third running back on this team, you've got to be able to do three or four different things. Um, and he's proven that he can, and he's proven that he can be an explosive player if you need him to, you know, yeah. make plays as a you know as a receiver. So again, somebody to keep an eye on over the next couple of days. Now he also might be one of these guys where. You don't sign him until after week one, so yeah. that way his salary isn't guaranteed for the whole season, and yeah. you, you just pay him by week. I think that makes a lot of sense as well because it sounds like the Cowboys are starting to get ready for the Rams and that game plan. Maybe maybe you just wait until after that week, but uh, somebody to keep an eye on. Um, let's take a quick break. We'll come back and answer a few more questions. Um, all right, Lynn, this is a fun one from Matt. What are your thoughts on the sea foam debate raging on in Cowboys Twitter? I want to hear your thoughts on the sea foam uh, unis. <laughs> no, you don't. They know, no one is ready for my sea foam uni take. Bring the sea foam uniforms to me, and we shall have a clubhouse feast. I, I, They're better than I, the white ones, I'll tell you I, that. I, they, I didn't think they are. I mean, like, here's the thing. It's it's outrageous. It's uh, It's... It's zany. It's completely different. It's completely unique. The Cowboys could use a lot of that. <laughs> like, I mean, it's been very, very stale. With look, I am a Cowboys fan. Been a Cowboys fan my whole life. My parents, my grandparents were Cowboys fans. Like, I, I, I'm very tied to the the 
pageantry and the history of this of this franchise. Okay, I it's time to see a different uniform, and and, and I will I will you know whether it's the the color rush blues, whether it's using more of the blue jerseys. I, I'm just mm-hmm. I love the whites, okay, but I'm sick of them. That's all we see, you know. And so I would love to see uh, an alternate uniform that actually was. A, a little bit cool. I know people that are, want to point out that they think it's an ugly color, but I think it, it's 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 already on our pants. Lean into mm. it. It actually kind of looks cool from its top to bottom. I think, and 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 if anything, it's just so unique and different, which would be nice. You know, it would be nice to see a little mix-up that isn't just ooh the stars a little bigger on this one, or ooh we have the blue with the white. Ooh, oh, g- give me a break! Come on, let's actually mix it up and see something different. We don't have to make it permanent, but but like this this general rejection of the sea foam color when it was ugly to begin with when it was our pants and no one was complaining is is I think hilarious. I think we should lean into it, lean into that that terrible color. And, and and make it make it work. work turn it around on, on you know, turn it on its head and, and make it work for us in, in a cool kind of hip different pastel looking oh, uh, uniform they're so bad they're so bad <laughs> but they're already <laughs> bad that's the thing I, is that I know. They're, they're bad as the pants they're like the, the whole idea was to make it that color so it would show up as silver on the TV and that was like before HD we're now in 4K guys it's it's you know we're well we're three generations past the uh, television type that was changing that color to the color that it was supposed to be on TV change the pants either do either change the pants or lean into that color and let's let's go with it but but let don't like uh, just don't continually to trot out the same tired uniform for 30 years it's i i understand tradition but like geez man mix it up a little bit for god's sakes Bring back the 1994 uniforms. Just make those the full-time uniforms. Those I are the greatest uniforms they in Cowboys are, they're history. They're fine, just, but it's like it's. Uh, let's do some more stuff too. I I I am really tired. So you want to? You're 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 okay having the worst uniforms in the, in the league? That's that's basically what you're telling me right now, right? I'm okay with having different uniforms. I'm okay with having like you know what I'm saying. Like I, I don't think they have to be the full-time solution. I'm not asking for that. But I am asking for a little bit of variety. I've been sitting here looking at these white jerseys every Sunday in the falls for the last forty years. I, like I, I, I'm ready for I'm ready for there to be at least more mix up and and more than just hey we brought out the ninety four uniforms. We always see the ninety four uniforms. I know they're great. Else. Let's just make those the full time uniforms and everybody's oh, I, happy. Look, I'm okay with that too. But I but I but the point is is that. I'm really, really tired of just everyone insisting that the Cowboys wear their whites for every single week, you know, every single game. Mix it up. Let's see something different, for God's sakes. Just change the pants. Just make them white. That's that's the only thing you need to do, and all of a sudden the Cowboys have the best uniform in, in football. That's all you need to do. I, I mean, I know I know why they have the seafoam green. It's because, you know, that's that's the, uh, the color that best translated on the field to old TV sets, but... Listen, old, we all have old 4K. TV sets. No one even has those those TV sets anymore. Like that's what I'm saying. Go to yeah. we, we're good now. Just give us the white pants that we want or gray pants, and we're we're good. You don't need or to make just, a whole, whole just do the real silver. Like I'm okay with that. Just make the pants the actual silver color. 
that they're supposed to be. Yeah, exactly. That works Just, great. It's such a simple thing to fix, but apparently yeah. that's never going to happen. Um, all right, that is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, uh, wherever you guys get your podcast. You can follow the show at Locked On Cowboys. Uh, you can follow Landon at McCoolBCB, and I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier, and we will see you next time.